Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk shoes. Recorded live. Hey, I'm Evan Jensen. This is Beyond Reality Paranormal Talk Radio. Today we have internationally known psychic and medium Rebecca Smut. She will be talking about a case um, that is different from most cases, and that's why we have her on board today. So with that, without any further ado, let's welcome Rebecca Smut. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you, Evan. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on. We always enjoy having you on. Also with us, of course, <laughs> is our show's host, Jan Reynolds, and of course, Kelly Griffin. Welcome you two hey to the show as well. Hello, yeah, everyone. Hello, everyone. I totally forgot about Kelly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. We know how you are. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for those that are wondering, um, Rebecca is an internationally renowned and respected spiritual medium that does readings to help those that need closure uh, in connecting with the, their loved ones, you know, on the other side. Uh, he's currently writing a book called Living Empathic, which helps, of course, people understand and cope with their gifts and how to use them productively. Also, also, I'm having a hard time talking. I better drink more coffee. Uh, <laughs> also, he has a hard time talking. Also, specializing in violent or highly volatile hauntings and how and again assisting she assist others to cleanse their homes and, and uh banish and deal with the evil spirits and entities and things that may plague people from day to day. Um, so that's one of the reasons we have her on the show today, to talk about a particular case. And I think you'll find it very, very interesting that she discusses what's going on with that case. We're talking about, you know, we're talking about things that are not the known that you normally hear, like such as bite marks and things like that. Uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, scratch marks. And, and, and there was even something mentioned about bug bites, but, no DNA matching anything they have on record. So this is highly uh, unusual and different. And so we have her on today. So with that, Rebecca, uh, let's get some questions out of the way here. We have a lot of questions for you, such as uh, one person wanted to know earlier today, I I got a uh, text message. It was around 6 in the morning. I'm like, gosh, I'm not even up yet this morning. But the text mm-hmm. message was they wanted to know how long you were a medium, you know, and kind of a part two of that question was when did you discover that you had psychic abilities, you know, what age? Were you young or is it something that you developed later on? So I guess that was one question um, sure. I wanted to ask you. Sure. Um, 
I actually realized that I wasn't an average child when I was about three years old because I started experiencing things that weren't normal. Uh, I would see one of the experiences I had, I was probably about four years old, and I was laying in bed. I didn't sleep at night because spirit never let me sleep. I, I was a nocturnal child. I maybe got two hours of sleep a night from the time I was probably four till, geez, my 20s. I, I, and, I'm, you know, I'm back again now that I, I don't sleep well because of spirit that just keeps me awake. But one of the first experiences I had was I was laying in bed and, and sitting up and hearing, you know, the, the whispers I always heard. And, and, you know, I didn't know who was talking because I knew my parents were asleep and my brother was asleep. But I'd hear conversations going on. And, it, and they kept me awake. And this particular evening, I was sitting in my room. And usually, there was, I would always feel, you know, I could usually feel activity out in our backyard, which was, we lived on a wood lot, so, you know, the entire backyard was wooded. And I was laying in bed, and I, I had a picture in my head of the window in my room. So I turned, and I watched a man, well, I assume it was a man, but it was completely white, apparition, solid, bright white. It walked through my room, through my door, across the hallway and out the wall, uh, my, you know, to my brother's room, which was across the hall. And and I got up to follow him, and I, I went and told my mom, you know, there's there's a guy, and he's he's solid white, and he just walked through the, the house. And she said, your dream will go back to sleep. And that was one of the earliest ones I remember. But I'd basically been experiencing paranormal activity and spirit around me since I've been old enough to know that it wasn't something everybody saw. Hey, what happened? It went quiet. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm done talking. So no one come in and talk to you do you just you just you don't know what you do, you just turn around in. <laughs> well, and I know there was other. She kind of answered that question, but uh, <laughs> so you said Rebecca that you you do in cases that could be evil. Um, and a question we won't we won't say we won't say why or who it's from, okay? But what we'll say we'll ask is why do you do it? If the evil cases or the malevolent cases comes danger and, and things and so forth, so what? Why? Why do you want to do them? Why are you doing them? Because somebody has to. I mean, they, they, yeah, I guess you say, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess somebody <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> there are people. There are people that need help, and and someone has to be there. Someone has to make them feel like they're not crazy. Someone has to go into the house and make sure there's something really there that's malevolent. I mean, it's not necessarily a demon or you know something you know. Uh, Along that line, sometimes it's just a, a human spirit that's not a nice person, for lack of a better word to use, that's not dirty. But, you know, the, some spirits, are, are they don't want people in their houses so or on their property, and they'll do everything in their power to scare someone off. You know, they they can create any illusion that they want to, 
they can they can bang, they can, you know, cry out, they can, you know, do all sorts of behaviors that will scare a person. And of course there are things that aren't, you know, of this world or of this plane that sometimes interact with with human beings. And those are more along the lines of the cases that I handle because there's something out of the ordinary about it. I'll get emails from people, you know, and they'll they'll go into their story, you know, um, and they'll be like, well, no one else can help me and I'm afraid and I don't know what this is. And those are the cases that I go into. Of course, I always make sure that I have a current psyche eval on the person from a doctor that I have, you know, an email or, you know, through regular mail documentation that this person is, A, not psychotic, not on any form of, you know, illegal or illicit drugs or has a severe drinking problem that might be causing them to hallucinate. So I, I verify all that. I interview the anybody in the house to see what you know what they're experiencing, um, get their see if their stories line up, that kind of thing. And then I usually go from there with, you know, a couple more phone interviews. Now th- this particular case that I'm working on is out of state, so everything's been done via telephone so far. I am going to go out there. I have three cases right now that I'm working on where there's just unexplained phenomenon going on in the house that, I mean, there's actual physical evidence being left behind um, from from these particular entities, and um, that's really concerning uh, to a lot of people is what, what are these and where are they coming from? Yes, and when, when you, I mean, do you use your ability for these cases then? Pardon? Do you use your psychic abilities then mainly for your cases then? Is that really where they, you yeah, know? Yeah, I use, I use, it's a combination of, you know, uh, just doing research, um, looking at it from a scientific perspective, and then using uh, my abilities as well to see if I can pick up on something abnormal or, or, or not of, you know, not of this particular plane, as I, as I like to say. Um this particular case that I'm working on, she has been suffering severe health issues for the past probably years since she moved into this home that she's in. And, of course, I can't divulge a name or, or a location. But when she moved into the house, she started dropping weight. She has probably aged 10 years, just looks beat down. The, she doesn't sleep. She is woken up at night, dragged from her bed by her legs. She has sent me pictures of bite marks, bruises, scratches, uh, just up and down her legs. And you can see, it looks like on the back of her calf, there are, is an actual hand fingerprints and a thumb. You can see it on the back of her calf. And then there's smaller hands down around her ankle that look like they might belong to, you know, like a, a child or some kind of a smaller um, entity. And, you know, that I have tried to debunk this other than having, you know, someone come in and and do this, which I, by the fear in her voice and the way she's acting and the fact that she doesn't want any recognition, I highly doubt that this is, you know, something that she's making up to get attention. Yeah, I remember when I had a case, and again, I revert revert to uh, this one case a lot, 
But, you know, people ask me in the past, you know, how do you know that this person's on the up and up? If you're interviewing them in person, you just, if you've been doing it for a while, you just know. It's something you just mm-hmm. know. I explain it. It's, you know, they're like, you know, so I kind of know what you're saying there by, you know, talking to her. And how many times uh, have you talked to this person about the case? Or it, It's been about six or seven times now. Um, I'm kind of, I, I'm, there's not much else I can do um, right now until I can get down there. I have given her the names of a couple of people that she can work with there locally, and we're going to see how it goes. But there's also, you know, an issue with um, a parasite. Um, basically, it looks a, 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 like an earthworm. It's, it's, they're solid white to kind of a yellowish, grayish color. And they've they've been coming out through her skin. Um, I mean, they're they're boring holes up through her skin. It, she she's not been out of the country. She hasn't been. You know, they've ruled out ringworm. They've ruled out you know every other parasite they can think of. And they they sent this into a lab for a, a DNA analysis, and they don't know what it is. They, they've never seen it before. And she'll find them laying around the house. Like uh, one time she said she was with someone else, a, a male friend, and they walked down the hallway, turned around, and there was one probably about 12 inches long just laying in the hallway. No idea where it came from. And it's not an earthworm because, it, you know, they sent me pictures of it, and it, it's like a grayish-white color. And, you know, it, it is the bizarrest thing that these things keep showing up in her house. They show up in her bathtub. Um, they had to give her a um, medication to kill, kill the parasites, and, and it ended up almost killing her because, it, I mean, she sent me pictures of herself, and she's had bruises under her eyes, bruises just appearing on her body randomly. Um, she appears now to be free of them, but, you know, there's always a possibility they come, could come back because we don't know where they're coming from. I mean, she she hasn't been out of this country, so it, it's, it's, you know, the feeling that the scientists that I, I talk to feel is that it's not of this world. Uh, it, it, that's the only way they can qualify it at this point. Sounds pretty frightening to me. Uh, what's the, is there any history or anything in the house? Uh, how long has she been in the house? She's been in that house a year. Um, the thing is, her daughter is two states away. And her daughter, um, one of the facts of the case is uh, the daughter's husband committed suicide. He um, walked, he was at home, perfectly normal, happy guy. One day, he walked out of the house, walked for three hours to a park, and uh, shot himself in the head for no reason. And, you know, the the, the, fam, the, the activity seems to be bouncing back and forth between these two homes, and we don't know what, what's going on with this family. The, the daughter was with her mom one time, and um, they were sitting in the living room, and her mother was talking to her, and she said her daughter's voice changed. And she was like, you know, sweetheart, we're like, okay, can't give her name. But she said, sweetheart, what's the matter? And she looked up and her eyes were black. And she, she said, um, she's, she's ours now. You can't have her back. And, and you know, she now the daughter's having issues with suicidal thoughts. And 
we're trying to get her some help, but, you know, it's just destroying this family and we don't know what's behind it. Um, she's heard and seen lights in her yard, you know, just in the middle of the night, bright lights. And then she says she doesn't remember anything till the next morning. And she'll wake up and her bed will be drenched and sweat and she doesn't know if she left the house um, or or what happened to her. So that's, you know, that's another uh, issue that they're having. Yeah, sounds frightening to me. Kelly, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm, I'm I'm listening, and I do have a couple of questions. Um, sure. You know, we've, and I've had experience with um, some dark entities, you know, for a very, very, very long time. And in interviewing people and, you know, in reading and listening, um, I've learned that sometimes it's best not to acknowledge it and, right. You know, there are certain things, like when you put energy into it, when you focus and intention on it, it gets more powerful. So I mm-hmm. was wondering, how, how do you, what do you tell people that are going through did, something like this? Right, do? I did tell them to try to ignore it. And they tried for a month. They didn't talk about it. They didn't acknowledge it. And the longer they didn't talk about it, the worse it got. I mean, it, it it ramped up instead of ramping down. You know, instead of going down, it ramped up. And um, I, I, you know, I, I'm not there 24 hours a day, so I can't guarantee they're not just talking about it or, or, you know, if they're talking about it to other people. But my advice to them was to just try not to think about it. But, of course, when you're afraid, what's the first thing you're going to think about? The thing you're afraid of. So, you know, not it's kind of hard to shut your brain off. And not be, you know, and not think about the thing you're afraid of, especially every little noise you hear, you're thinking, was that it? Was, you know, and of course, you know, that's like telling somebody, don't think about an elephant. The first thing they're going to picture in their head is an elephant. I mean, it's a near impossible test when you're terrified not to think about it. Um, Right. And when you, yeah, when when you have fear, it just feeds it, as you know. And um, do you... Have you solved any cases, and how did you do that? I mean, how did you shut it down for people? Well, usually I have actually solved cases, for lack of a better word. I had one case where the family was being um, attacked by a sexual entity. Uh, The husband, I have video footage that they sent me. I've I've seen it. I saw it in person. he would be sound asleep and moaning in his sleep and rocking his hips up and his wife would try to wake him up and he wouldn't wake up. And it took me three or four times of going back to finally get this thing to leave them alone. But I have pictures of it. I have um, video, hours and hours of video of this, of this, of this thing. You can hear it screaming. I mean, this is something I experienced firsthand. I was at the house when it was, it was angry because we were we were trying to push it out and it, it was it, it was loud and it was angry and you know it, it like I said it took us it was very attached to her husband and did not want to leave him and it you know we did, we didn't get a solid entity we didn't get a solid apparition but we got glimpses of it uh, we would see it you know out of the corner of your eye running past and I, I have pictures um, where you can see half of a body. Um, you can tell it's a female body because you can see the hips, the legs, and a, and a pair of underpants. 
and it's clear as day in the in the photo, and and you can see through it. So you know it's not we know it's not a real person. And there's another picture that they got where there's a, a lip prints on on the video camera. You could just see the outline of a woman's lipstick. Um, it, it was just weird, but I, things have calmed down there now. They're unfortunately getting a divorce over this, but uh, the house is a lot calmer now. I, I haven't heard back from her in about three months, so I'm, I'm hoping that things for them, for her and her children, are calmer. The, the husband's out of the house now. I hope so, too. Do we use things like um, sage and prayer, or have you called in priests? I mean, what... I, I don't. I haven't called in. I haven't called in a priest for this case. I I used frankincense, sage. I had uh, two other mediums there with me, and we just cleansed the house. We prayed with the family. I I had the family talk to it. You know, I just told told them to tell it. You you're not welcome here. This is this is not your place. This is not where you belong. And you know, I I just kept building up their, their strength and reducing their fear to the point, you know, that they weren't afraid of it anymore. They were angry. And, you know, I told them, you know, don't don't get over overzealous with the anger because then that's just going to feed it with another emotion. But be firm and, and tell it, you know, I, I, I'm not going to acknowledge you anymore. You're not allowed to touch my family. And like I said, we had to go. Well, I personally went back three times because it kept coming back, you know, and she says back again. And she was getting really frustrated. She's like, why can't you get rid of this? And I'm like, well, you know, you have to stop believing and you have to stop thinking about it. And, and again, it was really hard for them because, you know, they they think it'd be peaceful for, you know, three, four days, and then it'd start back up again. Yeah, that would be really hard not to think about it if you've got it, you know, 12-inch worm laying on your floor. I, I think I would be out of there. <laughs> no, no Yeah, that, that, was, that, that was the case, yeah. And, and they they have, they have kept it. They put it in a glass tube. Um, so they, they still have it. I have pictures of it. I, I can't share them right now because, you know, um, I have a con- confidentiality agreement with the family. But, yeah, they, they she sent me. I have all the pictures of these, these worms for, for mm. lack of a better word, and then they're the freakiest things. They're, they're, they're gray, translucent, almost grayish. I mean, you can see their their insides, I mean, through their skin, and it's, I've never seen anything like it. And they're anywhere from, you know, a quarter of an inch to six, seven inches long. Ugh, that's, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> that's horrible. It is, um, yeah, and they're having a really hard time. Um, I don't, I, well, you know, I, I, I don't know if calling in clergy on this particular case would even do any good because we don't know. You know, at first when I was talking to her, she told me bite marks and being held down, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, this is, you know, something demonic. That was my third, first thought, and and the more she got into it, the more I'm thinking this is, you know, for lack of a better word, an extraterrestrial kind of a, a event. Um, I, I, you know, that's not something I normally believe in, but there, there's just things here that are unexplainable. Right. Do you, how yeah. do you feel about um, the things like Ouija boards and, you know, the what? Um, like Ouija boards and things to um, communicate, maybe ghost boxes. How do you feel about that? Do you think that makes it worse or 
Are they harmless? What's your opinion on that? I don't think they make it worse. I think think they make it worse in the wrong hands. I, I think that, you know, I know paranormal investigators use these devices. And I think sometimes if somebody goes in, if there's a team that's not responsible and they go in and they stir up everything in the house and then leave, I feel that's highly irresponsible because you're leaving these people to deal with the aftermath of what you stirred up. But I think if they're used correctly and in a scientific frame of mind, um, I think that that they can provide evidence. As far as Ouija boards, I, I know that there are mediums that use them, and I think if they're trained in how to use these devices and how to open it, open a you know Ouija board and close it properly, I, I don't think there's any harm in it. Do I suggest that a family sit down and play the Hasbro ber- version on a Sunday night? No. I think yeah. they're asking for trouble. Well, we won't go into details on what I feel about Ouija boards, that's for sure. But not changing the topic here, but when, when you were talking about the haunted case that you're explaining to us now, Rebecca, you said that she had been dragged? Yes. Can you explain in a little more detail what, what you know, happened or what transpired uh, during these types of, of events or how often they occurred? Yeah, she said it usually occurred around 2 o'clock in the morning and she would be sleeping. And she'd feel hands on her ankles and they'd drag her out of bed. And, you know, they'd drag her across the floor and she'd, she'd scream at them, stop, let me go, let me go. And eventually they'd just let go. And it got to the point where she was sleeping in her bathtub because she, she felt safer in her bathtub than she did in her own bed. So is there certain areas then inside the house that where this activity would happen? I mean, like, for say, her bathroom, it was, you know, clear or whatever paranormal phenomenon might be happening versus her bedroom or versus the dining room. Is there a secure area where she felt secure? Yeah, the, the bathroom is usually where she went. She said they didn't usually bother her when she was in her master bathroom. They seemed to be most focused on her when she was in her bed. Now, you spoke about the suicide. Uh, do you know where that happened? Did that transpire in a bathroom, a bedroom, or in a dining room in the house? Or He he, he, he had gone and bought a, uh, bought a shotgun. And this this was a prominent person in the community. I, again, I can't get into details, but he bought a shotgun, mm-hmm. walked three miles to a park, to a public park, and shot himself. Three, he walked for three hours. To a person, and then just shot himself in the head, for, and they don't know why. Wow. Now, this, wow. Is not, this isn't the same house, is it? No, it's the daughter's house. She stayed okay, away. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, that's horrific. Uh, somebody had messaged me on my Facebook page, and, and they were saying that they thought that these worms that you were mentioning had something to do with death and decaying bodies and so forth. Like in a picture yourself, you know, you're dead, you're buried, and, and then through, you know, the evolution of time, your body goes through decom- uh, decomposition yeah. and, and so forth, you know, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. they were saying that it could have something to do with that. Uh, what's your thought on that. Right. But that that would be true if they could 
distinguish the species and if it had DNA, which it does not. Yeah. Um, this, this, this worm, for lack of a better word, did not have a known DNA structure. They, we, they had it tested. They sent it to a lab and they're like, we don't know what this is. It doesn't have DNA from the planet Earth. There's nothing in it that there's no DNA string in it that we can recognize. And everything on Earth, regardless of how big or how small it is, has DNA. It, it's it's part of being on this planet. You know, it, it, you don't. There's nothing on this planet that does not have DNA. Yeah, that's that's one of my questions. One of my questions that I have are: Could it be a psychic image or a psychic imprint that she keeps? You know, that that's being seen. That would what do you mean? As far as the worms? Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's go back to a few hundred cases that I remember. Uh, you know, reading about. I had the guest on that talked about inside their house there was blood on the walls, and the house would actually breathe. And that, mm-hmm. then, you know, three hours later, it would just completely disappear. There would be nothing. They were never able to uh, test the blood because it physically wasn't there. But at times, they would be able to see it. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that's the same sort of thing. Well, it's a little different because they actually shipped one of these to a laboratory um, to be tested. Oh, wow. I mean, they're, they're physical. She can pick them up, hold them in her hand. I mean, she's they're, they're solid. They don't disappear. She um, flushes them down the toilet when she finds them. But, they, you know, they, they cling to the sides of her bathtub. She'll go to take a shower and they'll be in the bathtub. They've come out of her skin. You know, they've yeah. burrowed out of her skin. Um, they're, you know, not to be gross, but they're in her feces. They're, you know, she's she lost, you know, like 20 pounds. It, cause, you know, she she just couldn't, no matter what she ate, it, it she didn't um, retain any nutrition. Wow. And they yeah, were thinking, they were thinking ringworm, you know, or tapeworms. And the other mm-hmm. doctor's telling you it's just this. And then when she's like, no, it's not that. And they, they gave her, you know, a pesticide to kill the worms off. And it made her deathly ill. I mean, I, there was pictures of her where she looked like she was going to die. I mean, she looked mm-hmm. awful. And and then, you know, eventually, you know, they were just, the whatever was in her, the worms were releasing, as they died, they were releasing heavy loads of toxins into her blood and just making her sick. And, you know, she, uh, last time I talked to her, she was, you know, clear of these. So we're hoping that it remains that way. But it, it was just bizarre that I've never heard of anything like this before where, where somebody gets this kind of level, of, uh, you know, infestation, you know, of a parasite like that. Especially since she hasn't been out of the country. She's not left the state she lives in. She hasn't traveled overseas. You know, they, they were trying to rule all this stuff out. They have no idea where she picked them up. Well, yes. what's your feelings on it, Rebecca? Hmm? What's your feelings on it? You know, as a medium, um, what, what are you feeling towards this? I, I know that she is experiencing this, and it's real. I I know that, you know, she's like, I, I don't want, I don't, am I crazy? Am I crazy? And I said, no, you're not crazy. You know, she's like, well, she's like, you know what? She sent me one day where her, it looked like someone had grabbed her kneecap and squeezed, and her kneecap was, you know, ballooned up. And she goes, I, I, you know, they're hurting me. And 
She goes, I'm not doing this to myself. I'm like, I know, I believe you. I know you're not. And, and you know, it, it's just, as far as the worms, I'm just as baffled, you know, as, as the people working the scientific aspect of that. I don't know what that is. But, you know, there's no way I can even, you know, assume to guess what that is. But, uh, you know, I absolutely 100% believe that something's going on with her and her family and her daughter. And, and you know, this was a perfectly happily normal family. And, and all of a sudden, you know, they're going through this absolute hellish experience and we and we don't know why. Have you um, considered working with, you know, one of the people that's, you know, more affiliated with aliens or cryptology? I, I did suggest that to them. I don't know if they've acted on that. Like I said, I'm, I'm you know, I gave them my suggestions for the case. I mean, I mean, this is, you know, 15, 16 hour drive for me. And, it, and, you know, in the middle of winter, I'm not doing it. So, I, you know, I'm going to try and get down there this summer uh, to walk around inside the house. Um, to be honest, you know, there's not a lot I'm afraid of. <laughs> but this concerns me that I'm going to be in this house. It, you know, but, you know, I, uh, I'm going to give her a call again in a couple of days and just check in with her and see how she's doing. But I did recommend, you know, that they spoke you know, with with a biologist and you know, uh, someone that works with with insects. I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head. Um, but you know, the scientist that works specifically with insects, I told them to contact one of those, you know, somebody in that scientific community to see if they could get some help. As far as what's attacking her, um, that's the part I'm going to handle. You know, it's the thing that's that's getting inside their heads and physically hurting them. Uh, there, there's a couple different, you know, aspects of this case that I don't even know if they're related or or if you know if it's all related activity or if these are two separate incidents that are happening to this family. If it's two different, completely different things that aren't related, but it all seems to be stemming from this house that she moved into that she she rented. She moved into this house to rent it. And um, she has nowhere else to go at this point. Did she talk to any former uh, renters? Um, I, I suggested that to her. That was one of the things she was going to look into. They're, they are working with a paranormal team in the area as well, and they're going to help produce some research on that as well. So... Um, as far as they know at this point, no one's experienced anything in the house up to this point, but we don't know, you know, the landlord, you know, she's asked the landlord, has anybody else had an experience? He goes, no, you're just crazy. And, um, <laughs> that's a yeah. probable response. I mean, that's what people yeah. tend to think, you know, when when you have something like that, but until you're experiencing, you just don't know. It sounds a little strange. It sounds a little bizarre, and it's quite fascinating, actually. Uh, I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be involved in it. That's for damn sure. In either way, in any aspect, I'm glad I'm retired from it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little leery of heading out there, but you know, if, if I don't see it for with, for myself, then I'm not going to know for sure what's going on. So, um, at least yeah, to get in there. Is the house in a rural area or what? Is it you know on yes, a farm? Or it, is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. So. Uh-huh. Is there a lot of land associated with the place or what? Yes. 
there is. Hmm. How is the house? Um, I think from the research that they've done, and it's like 1700s or so. Okay, so it's a really old house. How long has she been there? I think coming up on a year and a half. Okay. And and when when did she start noticing signs of phenomena happening? She said, you know, a couple months in, um, shortly after her son-in-law committed suicide, things started to get worse. It, it, it's almost as if whatever is doing this wants them all to die. I mean, there's just no yeah. other way to put it. It's scary. It, it is. It, yeah. Uh, wow. I've heard a lot of cases, you know, in my time and been through a lot, but I've never heard of anything like this before. <laughs> I haven't uh, either. This is the first. I mean, when I saw, yeah. you know, when I saw the pictures of these worms, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying not to terrify this woman. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's interesting, you know, because I, I don't, I don't want her afraid. And she was already afraid at all. And, you know, it, it's just bizarre because we have no clue where they came from. It, it's just, yeah. they're they're disgusting looking. I mean, they look like almost like, um, you know, the grubs that, you know, you ever seen like in um, nature shows, they have those grubs that are in, um, like the rainforest and things, they're big, thick, and white. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yucca. They're they're all they're that color almost, but they're long and really thin, and yeah. you know that's why they thought they asked we're asking her to do travel to you know the Amazon, we in a rainforest, you know, and she's like, no, I haven't left the state, and you know they're like, did you buy any exotic foods? And she's like, no, nothing, you know, nothing, you know, out of the ordinary, because they're trying to you know give a logical explanation to where these things came from, but they they can't. Well, hopefully by this summer, you know, they'll have everything tested and researched, so it'll make it a little bit better for you when you get there. Yeah, I I gave them a lot of recommendations, and the paranormal team is working closely with the family, but, you know, they called me in to get my impressions, and, you know, I'm... I was just giving them... Before I even talked to them, I was giving, you know... The, the paranormal, the leader of this team's insights, and he's like, yep, 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 because I was seeing things, and I'm like, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened, and he's like, yeah, that that happened. So, you know, basically, it, they tested me before they let me work on the case, and he's like, yeah, you're dead on. <laughs> he said, you're dead on on every, on every every claim that they're that they're stating, and he said, okay, we're going to give you a, you know a shot at it, and and you know. I've been working on it all, pretty much all winter, on and off, touching base with them, and and you know I'm just frustrated because uh, you know th- there's not much I can do about you know worms from outer space. <laughs> um, but the other the other part of it, I, I'm going to help them with the scratching, the bite marks, the bruising, the you know it it, it it's nothing that they can see, which makes it even more frustrating. I mean, if it was something you could physically see. You, you'd know what you're fighting against, but to to be attacked by something you can't see, I feel is far worse than being attacked by something, you know, like a human being, because at least you know what you're up against. 
Do you think uh, this son that committed suicide has anything to do with it? Or whatever's there could be played on playing on them through this because uh, you said oh, if it, it, it definitely preying on it's definitely preying on them. He was a, a normal, healthy young man, you know, with a child and a wife. And, you know, everything, no reason to kill himself. He he never exhibited any, you know, the only thing he ever said was, you know, a couple of weeks before he did this, is he said, I, I keep hearing voices in my head. And, and and the strange part is he he went he walked for three hours to a park. Three hours, unquote. Wow. Just walked. And you know he had no association with this park. He'd never been there. And they don't even know how he knew where it was. They did you know they checked his internet search history. There was no indication that he was planning anything. It was just like all the sweat of morning. He went and bought a gun and started walking. And, you know, ended up in, in this park three hours from his house and, and just, you know, stood stood underneath the tree and killed himself for no reason. You know, wow. and, and ever since and ever since then, his wife has been, you know, having issues with suicidal thoughts and, and you know, wanting to die. And, and And she's never been that way. She's always been a really happy person. Oh. You, whoever. <laughs> so, hmm? hey, just, just, uh, just, uh, let's not get off the subject here, but uh, one of our guests had a question about when you were young, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, when were your parents aware of, you know, your abilities? Well, it it came to it came to light after I got older that not only my mother but my grandmother had the same abilities. But my mother always told me, "You have to be quiet about this, or they'll think you're crazy. You you can't tell anyone about this." You you know. So I would I would tell her, and she told me, "You can't talk about this. You have to be quiet." You know, or she told me that I was dreaming. I mean, there were nights I remember just having what I thought were nightmares and just, you know, waking up screaming and, you know, I would barricade myself up against my bedroom door. My mom said, it's just me, let me in, you know, and I wouldn't believe it was her. So, you know, they they tormented me when I was a kid. I I had spirits that would wander into my room in their death state, you know, and, and, and want to talk to me. You know, they'd they'd sit down at my desk chair and want to talk to me, you know, just, you know, whatever way they died is how I saw them. You know, if if they were in a car accident and they were a bloody mess, that's how I saw them. And, you know, they they wouldn't let me go to sleep because they wanted to know what happened and what happens next. And and my dad was a question I got a lot. And, you know, and then there was things that I couldn't explain, just certain little creatures for lack of a better word that I would see, you know, as well that, you know, to, you know, to my child, you know, to my child's, um, you know, I was thinking this is my imagination. I'm not really seeing this stuff. And, 
you know, because of, you know, everybody, my mother was telling me, you know, you're, you're dreaming. And, and I knew I was awake, you know, it, I had a very hard childhood. We'll just, we'll just put it that way. It was, I, I never relaxed in my room. I hated my room. I hated being in my room. Wow. Hold hold that thought for just a second. We got some new people uh, listening in, Um, so I'll just take a brief pause for a minute and let people know what's up. First of all, you're listening to Rebecca Smart, uh, Psychic Medium. We're discussing a haunted case she's been working and invested in, and this is Beyond Reality Paranormal Talk Radio. And I have to tell you, it's around 33 degrees here, and I'm in my hot tub. Yep, yep, in my hot tub. <laughs> I, I want to be in your hot tub, Evan. What's <laughs> <laughs> up, It's only 104 degrees in there. I know, I know. It's not hot enough, but, uh, yeah, nope, yep. It's a paranormal. Like doing a radio hot show from your hot tub. Yeah. Yeah. He, he said he was going to do it. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> next, time, <laughs> next time I'll take a picture, yes, yes, so you can all see that I'm in my hot tub. Just imagine how, just imagine how deprived and unfortunate I am that I have to be, yes, sitting in the hot tub. I'm just saying. Right. baby. Mm-hmm. Right. It's time to be in now when it's cold. <laughs> that is the very best time. Uh, anyway, back to what you were saying there. I know I interrupted you. Uh, what does blend, well, blend it on Kelly. Uh, yes, I interrupted you, Rebecca, because Kelly told me to tell you I was in a hot tub. Yes, that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, glad I, I know. That's a, a, that's a wonderful mental image. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. I Go have ahead. a question for I have a question for Rebecca. Okay. 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 Um, well Rebecca, you know what I've been going through and what I went through today, but um last night I did see my little dog in my dreams and then she mm-hmm. passed away today. Yeah, I know. I'm and so I, sorry about that, sweetie. Thank you. But um I mean, they say it's a gift that I have that I could tell when someone or a pet or something like that is going to pass away. And she mm-hmm. came to visit me last night. I haven't dreamt of her the whole time. My son has had her. And then last night I dreamt of her, and then today she passed away. What do you think about that? Is she okay? Oh, absolutely she's okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... She was suffering. She was in pain, and and you know she's away from all that now. And she just came to let you know that you know you know mom, I'm going to be okay. I'm 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 better. I'm going to be better now. You know. So that was you know I I feel you know this one thing about being a human being or being you know in a physical body is that we experience pain. That's unique to living beings. When once you pass into spirit, the pain goes away. Right. You know, at least the physical pain. I mean, the emotional pain has a tendency to linger, but at least physical pain does go away. Right. And, you know, dogs are such happy, happy beings anyway. 
that you know once they're out of the physical pain they're all they're all good you know they're they're ready to go so you know they, they feel much better and i and i'm sure she's she's much happier now to be out of that that physical body where she was in so much pain i agree also i i also have another question is that i had a job offer out of this state which mm-hmm. i think would be a good move to make I have a place to live. Absolutely. Uh, they're coming to get me at the end of the month. Do you think that's a good move? I think you're going to be exceedingly happy. The, the situation you. you're in right now is bad for you. It's it, The house is, is not, as you well know, the house does not have good energy in it. The people in it don't have good energy. And I think once you get out of the house, you're going to be, and your and your dog are going to be much happier. You're, I think this is a good good move for you. I think you're going to really enjoy moving where you're moving to. I've got nothing but horse here. Horse oh, I know. You, 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 it's, yeah, you, you, it's, it's been a, a nightmare for you there, I know. Evan knows as well. Evan knows the last time I lived here, it was a nightmare, and I'm here again in another nightmare, Evan. How do, what do you say about that, Evan? Uh, I got no comment. Uh, not for this show. Uh, we can talk about it. You can email me, Judy. But let's get back on topic. Rebecca, you were, you were uh, talking before I left to see there was a brief pause in my hot and hot tub. What, what were we talking about? Do we recall? Pardon? Before I interrupted you, Rebecca, I, you know, you were talking to saying some stuff and I interrupted you. I think we were talking about, uh, well, what the hell were we talking about? Does anybody remember? I lost my train of thought. Oh, <laughs> get real. <laughs> I, mean, I think somebody in the chat room had asked, you know, um, you know, what kind of experiences I had as a child. And, you know, as I said, you know, it was basically a nightmare. I mean, I used to sleep with my head covered up because I told them, if my head's covered up, you can't talk to me. So I would cover my head up with a blanket. I spent my entire childhood breathing through a hole in in the blanket. (laughs) I did. With my nose and my mouth were the only thing I let out because then they would leave me alone because I set that rule. You know, I, I was too little to know that was a rule, and that I could make rules, you know, for for contact. But it, you know, that worked for me. But I, I probably till I was twelve or thirteen, I slept with my head covered, just so they'd leave me alone. And if I if I took, you know, if I uncovered my head, they were right there, right there, just like, oh, there you are. You know, you're giving us permission to talk to you. I, you know, I wake up and there'd be, uh, you know, an apparition lined up with my body, floating above me, looking in my face. I mean. It, it, you know, that one happened quite often. It was a woman, and she would just float above me and look at me. She never said anything. But, you know, it was uh, very unnerving to wake up and have a, a full-body apparition floating, you know, two inches from your face looking at you. <laughs> I mean, she she yeah. looked normal. I mean, she she was a normal-looking person. She didn't look like she wasn't bloody or, or uh, def, you know, deformed or anything. She looked like a, just a, a normal person. She had really long white hair that floated upwards. And she would just hover over my bed, and I, I still to this day don't know what that was. But um, she never hurt me. But if if I uncovered my head, she was always right there over my head. Wow. So you know, that was another experience I had. And I I was it, when I was a child, I had a 
picture of a little girl in my room that my mom bought in an antique sale. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Because this little girl, in the picture, her face would change. Or she'd follow me when I walked in. I kept taking it off the wall and turning it around backwards. And my mom would be like, it's a pretty picture. And she'd put it back up. And, you know, as soon as I was old enough, you know, I took the picture down one day and I took it outside and I threw it in the trash. And I'm like, I'm I'm done. I'm not, I'm, you know, the thing terrified me my entire childhood. And I, and I, you know, I don't know what the deal was with that picture. But, I, you know, to this day, I still can see her face in it. It was one of the hardest things I dealt with was this possessed picture. <laughs> you know, it, part of it might have been my childhood imagination, but it, she definitely, her head would turn and she'd look over at me and it, it used to freak me out. Something terrible. I hated that thing. <laughs> so, I lost my train. <laughs> oh, I was going to say. Get back on the train. Get back on the train. I got it. You're not the only medium I've spoke to that has told me they can't barely sleep at night for spirits coming to them and wanting things, you know, wanting to talk. I I don't know how to deal with it. I wouldn't like it. (laughs) It is difficult. Yeah, well, you know, I do teach, you know, people, I mentor people that are coming into their gifts on how they deal with this. And you have to set boundaries and you have to have rules and you have to tell them, you know, look, my my room is my sanctuary. You are not allowed to cross that threshold. You are not allowed to come in. When I am in my room, you leave me alone. Now, they don't always follow that. You know, there was one night, you know, I woke, I felt some, you know, when, when you're sleeping, you can feel somebody's looking at you, you know, you can feel it. And I, you know, opened my eyes, and there was this little girl standing there, and she's drenched in water. You know, she's covered in it, and she said, I'm so cold. And, you know, and it, she just, she just, you know, want, needed to talk to me right then. She says, and I don't know where I am, and I'm so cold. And, you know, I just told her that she had to move on and, and then let it go. She was probably, probably eight or nine. And, uh, you know, after I talked to her, to her for a little while, she did, she did leave the room, but, you know, when you when you're a medium, those kind of things happen. You know, spirits aren't always polite and proper, and and, and you know, obey the guidelines that you set down. Like if uh, I try not to have any activity in my house because you know my son is here, so I try to keep this as a peaceful place for him. But you know, he's he's a medium as well, so you know, of course they're drawn to him too. So, but we try to keep the activity down in our house as much as possible, so we have some place that's our sanctuary. Wow. Think about, um, I know a lot of times people talk about make-believe friends when they're, when they're younger, and you mentioned that you saw certain things when you were younger. How much mm-hmm. do you think that that plays into paranormal? Do you think a well, lot of the make-believe friends are paranormal? Children are born with the ability to see the other side. They're still close to it. It, it's adults that, that teach that out of them. I mean, you tell them they're crazy. You don't see that. There's no monster under your bed. There's no monster in your closet. You're imagining things. And eventually, as we get older, the, the good majority of people lose that ability because it, 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 it's, you know, if someone tells you long enough that you're not seeing what you're seeing, you shut down that part of yourself. And, and, and 
you don't experience anymore it anymore. I find that a lot of paranormal activity revolves around children because they're more open to it. You know, they see things that that grown-ups refuse, flat-out refuse to see. And, and you know, I, I've I've dealt with a lot of cases with children in paranormal activity because you know they're they're innocent, they're trusting, they're open to it. I believe that a good majority of uh, imaginary <laughs> friends are spirit. Yeah. yeah, they're spirits. They're not imaginary at all. I mean, the children are seeing spirit, and they're talking to spirit, and they're playing with spirit. You know, they're not always necessarily children either. Sometimes they're adults. Yeah, maybe as they get older. You know, you hear the stories about older people that are in the nursing home, and they're talking to their loved ones, and, you know, they're seeing it again. Yeah. Well, that's because when you get older, you know, again, you have you have less worries, less fo- less things to focus on, and you're more open again. And you're also, as you get older, you get you know, the veil, as they call it, gets thinner because you're closer to crossing over and, you're, and your soul is closer to transitioning back to the other side. Um, I, I've been to, I've been at people's deathbeds more than once where they're talking to, you know, family members or angels, for lack of a better word, or, or you know, things, you know, something, there was one I, I was at, and the guy's like, that black thing in the corner wants me to go with it. Should I go with it? You know, he said, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of this thing. It's it's black, and it wants me to take its hand and go with it. And he he sat right up in bed and, and was, like, scooting up back against the wall, and this man was dying, and he found the strength to, like, pull himself back, and he said, I'm afraid. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I, hold, I held his hand and I told him, we'll just make it go away. And, you know, we'll we'll wait for something better to come along to get you. So, yeah, people that are, you know, close to that, of course, are, can see loved ones. They talk to their loved ones. You know, there was one woman that said, you know, my sister's here. And her sister had been down for probably 10 years and she's, she's sitting here with me. And, you know, the family was, you know, like, yeah, she's she's seeing her sister, absolutely. She was, you know, hours away from from death. So, I I totally believe that, you know, when you're a child or as you're getting closer, you know, or older, closer to transitioning back to the other side, that you you become more aware of spirit. Absolutely. That's really inspiring. I mean, it's good to know and good to understand yeah. because when you're in the paranormal looking for answers, that's that's a really good indication that. You know, with the children and the older people, that yeah, they're they're here. They'll be there for you, and you know, it's it's a good feeling. Yeah, it's not all bad. It's not all evil. It's I mean, it's the bad stuff is is far more rare than the good stuff. You know, that's that's the takeaway you have to have is is the bad things and the scary things are far less common than the loving, you know, embracing experiences that people have. Rebecca, do you think the veil between uh, the living and the uh, afterworld, afterworld, pardon me, is thinner these days than it used to be? Absolutely. It is, and you know, 
we're right now, I, I don't know if you guys follow uh, this part of science, but we're in a, what's called a um, mercury, mercury retrograde, which means, you know, it's in alignment of the planets and it's supposed to make the veil center and it also increases our, our energy and change, can change our moods. Um, I feel that there's a lot going on currently in in the world that I just feel that we're 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 coming up on a really big change as far as as the way we see the world and I don't necessarily think all of it's going to be good. Wow, that what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody knows uh, what's going to happen, but and of course we're. It's just a bad. It, yeah, it's just thinking. a bad feeling. It's well, a bad. It's lies. just a bad feeling. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bad feeling too. If I don't get out of this hot tub, it's gonna be a shrunken damn room. <laughs> You're gonna be an oven raisin. That's not a good thing. Uh, all right, so <laughs> for those people that are listening, this is Beyond Reality Paranormal Talk Radio. I'm Evan Jensen. Uh, our show hosts are Terry Griffin and John Reynolds, and we are actually interviewing uh, Rebecca uh, Smart. She's an internationally renowned uh, psychic medium, and I invited her on the show today to discuss a case that she's been working with, and it's a case that things experienced by the client that I've never heard of. Um, I, I still, I, I'm so intrigued. I'm going to go back to that case again, Rebecca. I'm pretty grow tired of me. I'm, there's so much I need to know and want to know. It, it's just, it's fascinating. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, so... All right, so obviously, and we do, we have some new listeners listening in, so uh, give them a shout-out to my newest friend, Gabby. She's listening. She uh, took time Hi. from... <laughs> hey, she's with us, actually. She took time uh, to listen to my show and, and so forth, so I just want to say thanks for that. I know it's her day off from the Rats race, and uh, so welcome welcome to the show, Gabby. I hope you'll enjoy our shows and that you'll be continuing to uh, listen in as well. Uh, so everybody, Kelly, Jen, Rebecca, everybody, uh, say hi to Gabby. Hello. Hi, Gabby. Hi. So, I didn't know if I was able to unmute it yet. <laughs> no, you're all right. You're, you're right, but there's no background noise. You're good to go. Um, okay. So, yeah, so thanks for joining in with us in our crazy madness today. Uh, so back to you, Rebecca. So, okay, so here it is. How much time has gone by since you first started working on this case? Has there been a big lapse in time, or is this line going thin? Are you constantly, you know, in, in talking mode, or what's going on there? Um, I've been working on the case probably about five, six months, and... I talked to her the last time in January. Uh, they, I gave them market recommendations uh, as to what to do, and I'm going to give her another call here in a few days or so and, and see how things are doing. I, I touched base with the um, investigator that on the team that's handling the case, just and he said, you know, everything's pretty much just it's not escalating anymore. So that you know, it's a good thing. It, it, it's sad to say, you know. 
in these kind of hauntings, people learn to live with it, as sad as that is to say. And as long yeah. as it's not escalating, they, they, they can tolerate it. So, you know, I, I don't think it's getting any worse at this point, but as far as I've been told, it's it's also not getting any better. So uh, I'll have more information on it, like I said, in the next few weeks when I touch base with them again. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can kind of picture myself, you know, being in their position, in their shoes, as as you will. I mean, it's the not knowing, okay? It's knowing something's going on, but not having answers, not knowing what it is they're experiencing. That can weigh right. heavier, play heavy on your mind itself. It gets into your mind. Now, I've written, right, exactly. I've written, you know, Rebecca, I've written pieces, articles on the very topic called obsession. Um, mm-hmm. Where the person, uh, they obsess. They start thinking about the things that are happening. It's on their mind 24 times 7, and it becomes yes. an obsession. And so um, are you concerned that this could be a problem psychologically as well? I, I do. I do, and you know I've recommended that that they seek counseling for that reason because you know um, it's hard not to think about it. I mean, I I lived through a haunting of my own in, in a house that, that I lived in. I know how hard it is. Not to, it's terrifying, especially when it's after your kids, or you know, and and in this case, it is. It's after her her child. You know, it's a grown child, but it's still her child. And and, and to know that something's making your child upset or or, or causing your child psychological or physical damage is, as a parent, that's that's the worst thing because you can't fight this. It's a, you know, it's it's not something you get your hands around and and push out of your house because it, it it's not a it's not a physical being. So yeah, it's psychologically damaging, damaging to a person. I mean, it beats you down. That's that's kind of the goal, I think, with some of these more menacing hauntings, is to beat you down because they 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 want they want with your your light they want to have what they don't, you know they want what they don't have anymore, which is being alive, you know. Or if they were ever, you know, even if they weren't ever alive, that they, they they are drawn to our our essence and our, and our soul because it's something they don't have. And, and and it's it's a jealousy issue, I think, in some cases with some of these spirits is, you know, that they want what they can't have, so they kind of try to siphon it off of us, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I just wanted to send a shout-out for Kelly Griffin. She will be leaving the show a little bit early today to get some things accomplished. just want to say thanks, Kelly, for hanging in there with us today. And we'll see Kelly again next Tuesday at 3 p.m., be the same exact time that we always have. Uh, anyway. Bye, Kelly. See you later, Kelly. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you, man. Appreciate it. Just thought I'd let everybody know. So if they say, hey, Kelly, or if I forget, Kelly, back to you. But Kelly won't be there. Anyway, back <laughs> to you, Rebecca. So, uh, all right, so you got this case going on, and these things are happening. And um, Now, you mentioned you, you mentioned getting... A priest? Uh, do they have a religious uh, preference? You know, Catholic or Protestant or Presbyterian or you know, do they have any religious preferences or 
Have you, have you I ever think, found out? I think they were. I think they were Catholic, and at the, at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. I thought it was a de- demonic possession sort of thing. And I, and the first thing I recommended was a priest. And then the more I talked to her, I'm like, this has nothing to do with the demonic at all. This is something different. And um, of course, I, I tell them to take comfort in their faith if, if it helps them. But I don't think this is anything that's going to respond to that. I, I, in the initial interview before I even talked to the woman, I was telling yeah. the investigator, I, I just, I said I don't feel like this is going to respond to any religious, you know, artifacts or icons or books or, or anything religious. I just, I said I don't think it cares about it. You know, it's not going to be affected. It, you know, I, I, I'm sticking with that feeling that whatever this is isn't doesn't care about religion. It's either older than religion, or it's not from this plane of existence. It just doesn't, it doesn't have an effect on it. It doesn't care. It's it's not a thing that it it's affected by at all. Yeah. You know, and 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 then there you know with the bright lights out in her yard and and the you know and she had a couple levitations in her bed. She's had sleep paralysis where she can't move. Um, that's a whole different you know chapter to this to this story that that's aside from. You know, I think aside from I, I don't know, I don't know she, because when when they're attacking her physically, she can feel it, but she can't see anything. Now I don't know if this is related, you know, to the quote unquote extraterrestrial activity that she's experiencing. If it's all related, or if it's two separate issues, and that's one of the things I'm going to try and get to the bottom of. But something is definitely, you know, not right. This is this is not a normal haunting where it's grandma walking around the house opening the cupboards. This is way beyond and above that. I mean, there there's there's I've seen the bruises, I've seen the teeth marks, I've seen the bruises. I and you know, and there there's no way that she could bite herself on her leg unless she's a contortionist. And you know, I, I don't. <laughs> in the in the, in the places oh. where these bites are. So you know, either she's you know, having someone bite her, which I highly doubt because she just doesn't come off as that kind of a person. You know, she, she's been a business professional her whole life, and I just don't see her. And she doesn't want any publicity. She doesn't want any attention, which is something to me that makes me feel more inclined to believe her because she's not looking for anything out of this. She just wants it to go away. Yeah. Rebecca, uh, when, um, when she gets... If I walk that kind of abuse, I'll just go get beat up and put down a couple of women on Facebook. And I'm going to put you two in separate corners. Come on now. Oh, uh, yeah. We won't fight, but I'm sure you got the floor after this. Does she talk about like an ugly old lady holding her down through sleep paralysis? Um, she has not mentioned that, no. It's, but she said that um, I have had a case where that that has been, that has happened. Yeah, that's pretty common, I think. You know, like and worldwide, and, and nobody can figure out why. You know? Well, it, I, I relate it to succubus or incubus activity. Uh-huh. Which, um, there's two ways, there's two veins of thought on, on a succubus and incubus. 
some people feel that it's, you know, they take energy through, you know, sexual acts. And then there's another train of thought that says that it's, you know, they're just, they're just taking energy from you, you know, by, by causing, you know, causing fear. And then they feed on that fear and take, take that off, that energy off of you. Um, but yes, I've heard of that woman. I've heard of that phenomenon. And, and yes, it's, it's, it's to this point, unexplained but i i feel that it's just you know it's kind of like an energy vampire uh kind of an entity is what i feel yeah, I let's see if uh gabby gabby you're still in queue did you have any questions that you might want to ask uh rebecca did you did you want to ask uh, Rebecca a question, or did you have any questions that you would like to ask Rebecca while you're in queue here? Yeah, I, I would. I hope hopefully I um can you hear me okay? Because I'm in the car. If uh, I'm, I apologize if there's a lot of background noise. But, I can um, actually hear you fine. Yeah. Okay, so I was just wondering. Um, so when I was little, I used to see ghosts, but now I, I don't. I used to play with them a lot and everything like that, but how come I can't, how come I can't do, how come I can't see them anymore or interact with them anymore like I used to? Well, it's like I was saying, I think as people get older, they, they get, they get, you know, overwhelmed with responsibilities and, and being an adult and it's still around you. It's just, you, you're not aware of it anymore. You know, when you were a child, you know, you, you had all the time in the world to focus on, on nothing but that. And then as we get older, we, we have families, we have jobs, we have bills, we have responsibilities. And the spiritual side of our, ourselves kind of gets pushed to the back, you know, for a while. And and it's all about, you know, if you – and some people don't want to see it. They're terrified of it. So they just shut that part of themselves right down. You know, it's like, I don't believe in ghosts. I'm a skeptic. You know, the the whole skeptic thing i that's just you know in my opinion a self-protection mode because they they don't want to believe so they do everything in their power not to but i think that if you if you experienced it when you were a child that's still in you 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 just have to be quiet with yourself and 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 sit down and 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 open yourself back up to it I mean, I mean, it depends if you were afraid of it or not. That if you, you know, would be willing to experience it again. Oh, and how 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 do I open myself up? I mean, I'm not, I wasn't afraid of it ever. I would just, you know, the mentoring that I do for people is just meditation is a good way to open yourself back up. You know, and meditation is hard. I mean, you you have to be still. You have to quiet your your brain, and, and open up that spiritual side of yourself again. And and you know, just talk. It's safest to start with you know a loved one, like a grandmother or you know a relative, somebody that you mm-hmm. trust, and and just like quietly and meditate. Think about the person, and you, you'll start to hear them. They'll start to talk to you, and you know. A lot of people say, oh, that's just my, my brain. That's just my brain making this up. Well, you know, you have to believe that that's the spirit speaking to you. Another way to do it is through your dreams, which, 
you know, before you go to sleep, to say, you know, like, Aunt Carol, I'd really like to sit down and talk with you tonight. Will you come talk to me? And sometimes it takes a while to get that, you know, get that connection. But, you know, a lot of people have dreams where they, they tell me, I sat down and I talked with my mother for three hours. And it was just like she was right there, and, and I had a normal conversation with her, just like we did when she was alive. And and you have to believe that that really is the spirit of the of the person that you loved reaching out to you and sitting down and actually talking to you. Because when we're asleep, we're way more open than we are when we're awake. Thanks for the information. I have one more question for you. Sure. So, as, as when my kids were growing up, I would watch them closely because I, wa- I was just very curious if, you know, if they ever uh, have that same connection like I did when I was growing up, you know, a little as a child, my, through my childhood. And I always ask them mm-hmm. questions. It's funny because they'd be like, why do you have to do that? <laughs> why do you have to do that? I couldn't. You were breaking up a little bit, so I couldn't hear what you said at the end there. Oh, okay. So I would I'd ask my kids, as you know, when they were growing up, hey, you know, yeah, just seeing, you know, random things like, hey, do you see things, you know, just to see if they, if they, if they uh, were able to, you know, see what, you know, or uh, indicate with, or, you know, like I did. Right. Was, right. But it doesn't mean that because I did, they were going to do it. I mean, going to get that same interaction with, right, with spirits. Right. Like, Okay. Yeah, a lot of everybody, every child has the capability of seeing the other side. It's just how open they are to it. I mean, if they're flat out terrified of it, not curious about it, of course they're gonna they're gonna block it out. But if you're open and 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 you know open to it, you're you're more likely gonna have those experiences. But every child comes into this world still, you know, they're still kind of attached to the to the spirit because you know that they're they're coming into a physical body and they, and they and they remember. There was one story of a mom that I talked to that told me she was standing at the door of her children's bedroom and she has a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And the six-year-old, you know, they didn't know that mom was listening at the door and the six-year-old said to his little brother, he said, do you remember heaven? Because I'm starting to forget. And, you know, it was, yeah, really sweet, you know, because it's just that, you know, as you get older, you start to forget that you can interact with spirit and, the older we get and the more responsibility we get, the more we lose it. And then there's people like me that it just, you know, it, it just comes at me full force. And then no matter if I try to shut it off or not, it won't. It just won't. It's just, you know, part of who I am. Like some people have, you know, some people can sing really well, you know, and some people, you know, are really great dancers. I can talk to spirit. That's That's my thing. So, you know, it's just something I, I, I have, a special present <laughs> that I, I got. <laughs> so, That's awesome. I got the spirits, too, but it's either a whiskey bottle or in Vegas. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> I really appreciate it a lot. It helped me um, with some questions that I haven't been answered yet. Yeah, I would just really, you know, do do the exercises I suggested. I mean, if you have a relative you're really close to before they pass, just before you go to sleep, think about them and say, you know, I'd really love for you to come and talk to me. And you'd be surprised that, that, to the fact that they'll respond to it and they'll come talk to you. And, and you'll remember it, too. 
Okay, I, I, you know what? I'm definitely going to look into it. Um, I do have a grandma and a grandpa that passed away. So I will. And I, you know, and it's, just, it's, it's crazy and funny at the same time because, you know, when my grandfather passed away, it was in 2004. Um, I wasn't around when, when he did. Everybody mm-hmm. else was, wasn't. But I kind of felt it, what, that something was going on with, with, with the family member. And I just. And when I got home a week later, they had told me. No one, could, no one was able to get a hold of me. Yeah. I, I just, Aww. it was the start time in my life. But yeah, I when, I home, when I got home, they had told me the news. And I said, wow, like, something did happen to one of my family members. You know, I, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. But, yeah, it happened. Something, you know, a death in the family. And, and I, and I it sounds like that. you're highly intuitive. Yeah, it sounds like you're highly intuitive, which which is even will make it even easier for you to to get back what you lost when you were a kid. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Again, thank you. Is it just, not to interrupt you, but as it gets down to the time we're cut off about four thirty, so about eleven more minutes. Ah. Uh, Gosh, going back to that case, Rebecca. <laughs> what, yeah, what is I your have point of view? <laughs> yeah, you got you got me as a listener. You got me intrigued. I'll be bugging you. I want to know. Uh, That's okay. At, at the same time, I will keep my distance from cases like this for my own personal beliefs and reasoning. Uh, God knows that when you do these types of cases. Uh, if you're not careful, they will come home with you in a bad way. So you've got to be very yeah. cautious and very careful. You know, you're playing yeah. with the supernatural. You're playing with unknown forces that is really uncomprehensible, you know, to us, really. It is. Um, I, I don't recommend it for I don't recommend it for a novice, no. I, I've been doing this for a long time, and, you know, I've had training with some – with some people that are pretty high up in in certain in religious fields and and uh, in paranormal in the paranormal, uh, um, so you know I know what I'm doing. I don't recommend that an amateur ghost hunter goes out with an EVP recorder to some place that they know has malevolent ma- ma- activity and and goes after that thing. Especially if you provoke uh, some entities, if you provoke them, they'll provoke you back, you know, and they'll provoke you hard. So, I mean, I, I don't recommend this for, for anybody just to go out and think, you know, I've watched a couple ghost hunting shows. I can do this because that's just not that simple. It, it, it's just far more to it than, you know, going out and getting, uh, you know, an EVP recorder and, and going into a haunted place. They're, you know, it's it's not that simple, as you well know, Evan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do know. I know that... Uh... My own experiences and cases that I've investigated, the last case I did was enough to throw me over the over the bridge. I, I, I said, okay, this is too real, you know, and then when it started hitting home, I realized that there are people destined for this sort of thing, and then there are people that uh, think they're destined for it. So, I, you know, with my health issues, I decided to stay away from it a little bit. You know, right. and I go as far as... The radio and people and learning that way. Um, even then, you should, you know, be careful and be watchful and and you know, be careful right. what you're doing. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very careful not to bring anything home with me. I am. I, that is not allowed. I've never had. I've never had an attachment. I've never brought anything home with me, and that's because I'm careful with what I do and you know what I interact with. You know, if you if you're going into it aggressively, thinking you're you're you know gonna gonna kick this thing's butt, you're gonna find out that there's forces in this world that are way tougher than you are, and they're gonna kick your butt way harder. So you know, don't be careful what you ask for in some cases, because you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've seen many cases like that. They've made movies about it. I'm not saying that all oh, yeah. the movies there are legitimate, but uh, <laughs> we won't go into details on that. That'd be another episode for another show, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, keep keep us updated. Keep me informed. Let us know what, what you find out when you do. Uh, okay, well. What I like about what you had to say today is that you kept the clients completely confidential, and that says something about your integrity and honesty. Uh, I really appreciate that. I wish more people, when they do these cases out there, you know, you know, seeing them, you know, put the people out on front street, right on social media addresses, names, locations, work, everything, the house address, and it's it's right. really bad. And uh, that's well, one thing I have not. One thing I have not seen. People's lives. Yeah, this is yeah. people's lives. And, yeah. and and I, I'm not off it to make a buck off them or or use them to become famous or anything else. That's their life. That's their their family, and and they have a right to their privacy. And and I am never going to violate a client's trust by giving out any personal information. That's just I don't believe in that. I mean, if that works for other people, fine, but. For me, that's not just not something I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's appreciated. Very much appreciated. Um, hey, I've enjoyed today, you know, listening to what was going on. And kind of generally creeps when you're talking about these worm things and weird phenomena happening. And, you know, some of it, so much of what you discussed seemed like it could be paranormal. We're talking about maybe... When you were mentioning she was being dragged and bite marks and things, but then it just got weird and strange to where you're like, well, what is it? So it's going to keep me intrigued for sure. Uh, I'm sure our listeners today are, are thinking, well, what in the hell is it? What's going on? So you'll have to come back on again, Rebecca, and absolutely, show absolutely. pretty soon. Um, yeah, I will. Yeah. I will certainly keep you posted on updates that I get on the case for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, if you can tell people roughly here where they can find you in case they need readings or they want to get in touch with you, I'm sure Gabby is listening in. She had questions, some pretty good questions for you there. And she did. Um, if you could just uh, share your link, where the you know. Sure, you absolutely. Go. Um, this year, I'm, I'm finishing up my book, which is called Living Empathic, which is a guide. You know. Uh, basically a self-help guide for people that have gifts or developing their gifts or, or, or don't understand what's going on with them. It, it, it helps them, you know, it's like a guideline to help them deal with, with being highly sensitive or, or open or, you know, being a medium even. Um, I'm also going to be doing a couple of parafests. I'm going to be up at Mission Paracon uh, in August this year where I'm going to be doing um, readings and and speaking to people about their experiences. Uh, I also have you know, availability on Facebook through Messenger. 
And I also have a public figure page under Re Rebecca Smock, the Motor City Medium, where they can send me a message if they have questions or a case. I also work with the Glass Paranormal team. Um, you can go to glassparanormal.com, and there's a place to leave an email if you have a case that you need help on uh, with, a, with a very seasoned, experienced paranormal team in uh, the local area here. Um, so there's lots of ways to get a hold of me if you have a question or a concern. Um, also, if, if need be, they can get a hold of you, and you can always get a hold of me because, you know, you, you, I talk to you all the time. So um, if, you, if anybody has something, a concern, they can, you can like, always go through Evan or Jan to get a hold of me, and they, they'll readily get a hold of me. So, um, yeah, check out my Facebook, look for my book, and uh, I will be posting the events that I'll be doing, and you can even come up and talk to me in person if you'd like. All right. Well, thank you, Rebecca. Everybody listening in, I just want to say good night. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Kelly. Rebecca, uh, nice to meet you, Gabby. Thank you for tuning in with us today. Um, you know, it's been a fun show. Um, great job today, Rebecca. It's a pleasure to have you on as always. I just want to say good night, everybody. From the panel of Hot Tub, this is Evan Jensen, and we're out. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.